Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now the Parramatta Eels over the last two days or so, they've lost Isaiah Papali'i for season 2023. He will be there for season 2022, which will be interesting. Obviously, uh, for, for me anyway, he was their best forward uh, last year or, or this season for the Parramatta Eels. He could play in the back row, the front row, he could do it all. Uh, he was their best front rower, probably after Junior Polo. And for me, he was their best second rower as well, which when you consider Brian Madison, Sean Lane, there's some handy footballers there, Madison in particular. I thought Papali'i, and I'm a huge Madison fan, but I thought Papali'i played him under the table. I thought Paul and Regan Campbell-Gillard were great. But personally, I thought Isaiah Papali'i, when he was in the middle, he was arguably their best middle forward as well. So I think it's fair to say he was their best forward from last year. I don't think anyone could argue with that. I don't think anyone could argue with he was their most improved player. I don't think anyone could argue with he was their best buy. And I think it'd be really hard to argue with that he was the most improved player in rugby league for season 2021, sorry. I thought he was unreal. Now, the news has come out over the last few days that he has signed with the West Tigers for season 2023. Tim Sheens, he has struck for the first time. A really good get here too. And look, uh, for me... Just when you look at this from the outside looking in, uh, this guy has come from nowhere. He was highly regarded at the Warriors, but never really achieved anything like what the hype said that he would. Moves to the Parramatta Eels. Uh, I don't want to use the word overachieves, but it definitely achieves more than what essentially anyone could have anticipated. I've said a number of times in this podcast, I watched him in trials and thought, fuck, he looks like the best player on the field right now, but surely there won't be a spot in this team. And quite often that can hold a lot of guys back because there's other fellas in the team that have reps that have been there, that have done it before, have been successful, which the Paramount Eels have. And he just jumped and flew ahead of all those guys. So an incredible effort. The West Tigers have signed him at the peak of his career from probably underachieving to overachieving or playing the best footy of his career. Normally, that is a bit of a worry. As soon as I saw this headline the other day, the first thing I thought was, Jesus Christ, how much have the Tigers paid for this guy? And I thought he must have got a sensational price here. And then... 
If you believe what the reported price is, uh, the West Tigers have got him for 600k over three years, so it's 1.8 million. I, I don't hate this, to be honest with you. I don't think it's bad value. I, I think he's a really good player. I think it's a good signing. I think it'll be interesting to see if the West Tigers are able to get the very best out of him moving forward. You've got to remember this year, he was essentially playing for a long-term contract. Now that he's got that money locked in the bank, uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can keep himself at the same level as what he did. That's the challenge for a lot of footballers, especially guys that... A guy like him who came in with a, a lot of hype, didn't quite live up to it, then all of a sudden exploded beyond that hype. Uh, it might be tough to get back to that level once again, but hopefully he can. Uh, the first thing that I thought, to be honest with you, uh, is that before I saw the price, I thought, wow, this kind of reminds me of when the Tigers signed Adam Blair. He was the peak player. He was the peak forward in the competition. He could be the best edge or middle in the competition especially at the Melbourne Storm when he was there. Tigers signed him, and he just never played the same amount of footy, and they were paying overs for him the whole time. I don't think Papa Lee is getting paid overs. I don't think it's bad value. If this figure of 600K a season is right, I think the Tigers have pretty much hit the mark. I don't think they've had to pay overs for him. I think there's a lot of guys they've paid overs for over the years, but I think they've hit this one pretty much on the head if this if this figure is accurate, which we will never know realistically. So that's the first thing ticked off the list. I don't think they've paid overs for him. Uh, if it goes well, I mean, if he keeps playing the way he's played over the last year at the Parramatta Eels and the West Tigers get that sort of a player with a little bit more experience under his belt, 600K is an absolute bargain, a great bargain. He will be the best forward at the club by far and away for me if he keeps up the form that he had last year he will be great and 600k is an absolute steal so what under the Tigers they just need to maintain uh, that sort of ability out of him which could which will be their challenge I won't say it could be their challenge that will be their challenge now it leaves the door open we're hearing that Luciano Lelua is potentially on the outside of the West Tigers once again just rumor but I gotta say does this overly surprise anyone when Joey Leilua walks out the door yelling and swearing and calling Madge names and saying that no one wants to stand up and talk to him? It's got to be a little bit awkward for Luch walking back into training with the coach, doesn't it? I mean, as much as we say, oh, they're professionals, it doesn't matter, it's outside noise, blah, blah, blah. When this is just all over the papers, and there's going to be more of it because Luciano Leilua, uh, sorry, Joey Leilua, he is trying to sell a fight uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, so he will run his mouth a lot more. He will get a lot more out there. His job right now is to stay relevant. That will probably be his avenue to stay relevant realistically. Uh, I don't feel sorry for the Tigers in this situation though. They knew what they were buying when they brought Joey Lailua. We said this the day they signed him that I'll be shocked if this ends well. Let's be honest here. It hasn't ended well. I think it's put Luciano Lailua in an awkward situation as much as the Tigers, the Lailua camp and Madge will play a straight bat and act like it hasn't impacted them. I find it hard to believe that it couldn't. At some point, there must have been a conversation between Madge and Luch, and I would imagine it's a bit of an awkward thing. Luciano, though, obviously, a very close relationship with his brother Joey. Doesn't want to throw him under the bus and say, no, he's a clown, he's an idiot. But he also doesn't want to put his coach off. So, And I would imagine Luciano Lelua is caught somewhere in the middle, and that's nothing against Luciano Lelua. It's just the situation he's in, unfortunately. So it wouldn't surprise me if he does leave. Now, if he leaves, I mean, Luciano Lelua, he will step into that role. That'll be great. But, I mean, are you gaining a heap? Are you gaining a heap by losing Luciano Lelua as one of your best back rowers and you're gaining Isaiah Papali? It just sort of seems like you're sort of staying stagnant with the two of them. You swap one in for the other one. If Isaiah Papali plays absolute best footy, I think he can be better. 
uh, than what Luciano Lelua has been, but we're yet to see if he's going to play that best footy. So you could argue it's a little bit sideways, but that's also part of your recruitment and what you have to do. You have to make moves. You have to replace guys. If Luke Garner kicks on to be the footballer that we think he will, I've got pretty high hopes for him now, to be honest with you, which I didn't at the start, but I've changed my mind on him. Uh, You know, it, it could be a pretty formidable little pack, whether they play him in the front row, back row, whatever it might be. You also want to keep Sean Bloor, who's another one that you could potentially lose. So my first reaction to this was, ooh, Adam Blair vibes. He's at the absolute peak of his game right now. The Tigers have paid overs. Did a bit more research into it. Saw the figures that have come out. Probably haven't paid overs for him realistically. I think it's a good price. But it will be interesting, especially now that we go into Supercoach territory heading into season 2022. If I'm the Parramatta Eels and I know that Isaiah Papali is leaving uh, at the end of the season, i got to tell you, am I giving him huge minutes? Am I playing him for huge reps? Or am I looking to the future? Now, he is their best forward. I don't think there's any doubting that, but it could see him slip down the pecking order. I imagine the Parramatta Eels, if you read the reports, he's essentially gone to the Tigers for 200k more, which in rugby league terms isn't a heap. In reality, it's a lot of money. I would have done the same thing, to be honest with you, but I'm sure at the Parramatta Eels and Brad Arthur, there might be a little bit of, geez, we picked you up off the scrap heap. We built you up to where you are. There could be a bit of animosity there. There might not be. I think Brad Arthur is a pretty honest sort of guy. There's not many players you talk to who have a bad word to say about Brad Arthur, regardless of what fans and whatnot say, even myself at times. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with him, and especially in your Supercoach draft day. Where does Isaiah Papali'i go? It is a bit of a risk. You look at his average, you look at his scores from last year. He's going to be dual position, front row, second row. He could be a very valuable player. And whoever had him last year, he would have been an extremely valuable player. I would say for the vast majority of competitions, he would have been sitting on the waiver wire for round one. Whoever got him hit some absolute gold. I think my competition was the only one in the world that he wasn't on the waiver for. And it was solely because one of the clowns in my comp Thought he saw a bit of value at the end of draft night round 16 and went, oh, Josh Papali's still there and grabbed him, then realized it was Isaiah Papali'i. He turned out to be an absolute weapon. So draft day next year, he's going to be very interesting because there is now the gamble of where he will play. Does the fact that he is the best forward at the Eels, or he was at least last year, does that just override everything and the Eels have no choice but to play for big minutes? Or do they start to look to the future a little bit and see what they can do? It's an interesting time at the Parramatta Eels next year. They've obviously lost Nia Corey. They've now lost Papali'i. There's rumors that Reed Marnie could be on the move as well. This is potentially why they've let these two go because they want to invest in Reed Marnie. For me, as good as Isaiah Papali'i was... Uh, and is at the moment, I mean, I don't think it's worth losing a gun hooker. There's not many gun hookers in this competition. I think Reed Marnie is one of them. If this is why Parramatta have let this guy go, uh, I would have definitely put all my eggs in the Reed Marnie basket to try and keep him. They will miss these two guys, no doubt about it. Nia Corey came in and played centre during the season, absolutely braindered. Almost kept Wonga Blake out of the team, in my opinion. I think that he outplayed Wonga Blake when he was in there uh, and probably been their best forward in a long time, but uh, finding really good back rowers that can break a tackle can bend the line a little bit easier than finding classy hookers that you can trust in the big moments that have a kicking game, that have one of the Christmas passes in the NRL. So the value of a gun hooker and a gun second row, there's a big gap between the two for me, especially for a team like Parramatta. So hopefully allowing these guys to leave means that they can back end the contract of Reed Marnie and keep him uh, in the blue and gold moving forward. But Isaiah Papali this year, he does worry me as 
far as Supercoach goes. I think he's a guy that I've probably gone a little bit cold on. I could be completely wrong. He could play every single game. He could start in the back row and absolutely brain it. I don't think that would shock anyone. But I think there is the risk factor now that, especially if they get to the back end of the season and there's other young guys that are pushing for a spot, you've got to remember now, uh, it's not just going to be first grade playing reserve grade. It's going to be playing Wentworth. Phil's going to be running out there again. So if there is a back rower banging on the door down there, you could potentially see Papali'i maybe drop back to a bench spot or what it might be. They might start to plan for the future, Parramatta. I think it's unlikely that they fall off a cliff and miss the eight, but we have seen Parramatta do this before in the past, be looking really good, really consistent, and fall off a cliff and struggle. If they end up in that situation, all of a sudden Papali'i, I think he's in big danger of uh, missing out on this 17, them trialing new guys. But I think the Parramatta side is a different football team to what they've been over the last few years. I think their key spine guys have got more experience than ever, and I can't see them falling off a cliff like that, to be honest with you. So that helps the case of Isaiah Papali'i, but i got to tell you, I am still a little bit nervous about him, and I don't think I'll be investing. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Too heavily in him come draft day. But he could be a guy that you could get really good value out of at the same time. He is going to be a gamble. Uh, we might look back at the end of next season as he's onto the way to the Warriors and go, oh, look, it didn't matter at all. He played 80 minutes every single week. He scored 12 tries. He broke this many tackles. He did this. He averaged 75 super coach points. Or we could go, hey, Brad Arthur knew he was leaving. Uh, he went off him a little bit. He's, he's averaging 55 minutes a game. Still got a 50-point super coach average. He's still going to score a couple of tries because he's extremely hard to handle. But you've got to get that value out of your few early draft picks. I imagine in a deep league like mine, 14 mana, he would probably be a round three, round four, round five kind of guy. And those are crucial picks for you. If you end up getting a back row that's playing 45 minutes or less, uh, that is a real kick in the dick for your season. So Isaiah Pavley, a really interesting one. He'll be one one to watch uh, during the trials to see how he's going to be used at Parramatta. If they're using him as a middle, I'm a little bit worried. If they're using him over an edge, I love that. They have got ball players in that team that know how to use their edge forward. So that's sort of where you want him to land. Uh, I think for the Tigers, it's a really good signing though. As I said before, I think Tim Sheens has landed his first big recruit. Hopefully Luciano Lewis stays there as well, but it remains to see, be seen what that situation is looking like moving forward. But if I was signing Isaiah Papali, I'd be playing him on one edge. I think I'd have Luke Garner out, out on the other side. And then you've got a guy like Sean Bloor that'll be competing for those spots too. If Tyrone Peachy's still there, he could be the 13. So I think the Tigers are moving in the right direction. They're starting to get some good guys. I love the signing of Jackson's Hastings, as I've said a few times. Peachy, if they can get the very best out of him, could be anything. If they can get the very best out of Papali'i moving forward, once again, could be anything. If you picture a world where they get the best out of Jackson Hastings, Dewey, Dane Laurie, Stefano, Tyrone Peachy, and Isaiah Papali'i, wow, this team, they could be a real force over the next few years. But this has always been the big challenge for the Tigers, getting the very best out of each and every guy in their squad. 